Now I have a very weird one. Here we go. <laughs> S3 God. What in the world does that mean? I couldn't figure out how to do S to the third power, so that's why I have S3. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent, John 17, 3. Jesus said eternal life is linked to knowing God, gnosis, this word that is an intimate word of knowing. Eternal, your eternal destiny is connected to what? It's connected to you knowing the true God, who he is, and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. It's connected to your knowledge. And this is not this knowledge. It's this knowledge. It's maybe even deeper. It's a revelatory. It involves this, but it's a revelatory knowing. This word is an intimate knowing. And you've heard this before, but exact same word that was used when it said Joseph knew not Mary until Jesus was born. And we know what that means. This is a word of intimacy. This is not Greek-oriented, I memorized the statement of faith. Okay? We've got too much of that. This is heart level, mind level, whole being level, knowing God. That's a big deal from Jesus. Ephesians 1.17, Paul praying for all the saints says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation, apocalypse right there, so that you may know him better. So you're like, Paul, really? That's the deal? <laughs> I thought spirit of wisdom and revelation, so I'd know how to, you know, whatever. I'd know how to live in this age better. I'd know how to, listen, living in this age better, doing everything you do is connected to a spirit of wisdom and revelation resting on a believer's heart so that they know the Lord better. Let me make my point again about apostolic prayers. When Paul prays something like that, it means it's up for contention in saints' lives. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean this. In Ephesians 1.13, he'll say, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. If Paul is talking or thinking about a believer, he would never pray, Father, seal the believer with the Holy Spirit. Why would he not pray that, everybody? It's already done. He would never pray for you if Ephesians 2.6, Lord, seat them in the heavenly realms. He doesn't pray that. He proclaims that. It's absolute truth and done and needs your faith to agree. Does that make sense? But this kind of deal right here, this is not a, a guaranteed deal. It's not a guaranteed deal. You can walk with a dull spirit. Tons of believers walk without a spirit of wisdom and revelation into the knowledge of God. Let me tell you, the most vibrant thing about my life in God is knowing God. The most vibrant thing. It's not ministering for God. It's been that before, and I admit my idolatry. It's been when I had success for God. It's been when I felt the when it, there was favor of God around me. It's all good, but I'm telling you right now, I'm 53, and I'm telling you the, the, the richest treasure on planet Earth is Holy Spirit revealed knowing of my God. That I'm growing. Yahweh's becoming real. Jesus is a literal man in a body sitting in the heavenly realms and I'm interacting with him. And I'm starting to think about him in real conscious, alive ways. Does that mean? I'm getting a little weird here. He's alive. He's in a body. He's in the heavenly realm. It's just unbelievable. And I'm talking to him. And he's talking back to me. 
This is the gold of my life. No matter how big or little God uses me, here in the nations, nothing will outdo me being a man who knows my God. The intimate and personal knowledge of God is the greatest treasure on earth. By far. It's what all of you should be going for. And so that's why Paul's praying this. God, they need to know more than how to get out of hell and get into heaven. They got to know more than the emergency plan. They got to know the man. The man that got them out. The man, God's making lovers of God, not just people that don't burn. Somebody understand that? That may be crass, but I'm telling you. He's delivering you from an idolatrous Adam race, not so you won't just burn, but so you'll become all you were made to be, which is a lover of God. So love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's it. And so what you need to pray, this, I think Ephesians 1.17 ought to be a regular prayer for you. Lord, open up. Give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Keep my heart vibrant. I get dull so fast. I'm into entertainment. I'm into trouble. I'm, whatever it be, guys. It just begins to make you dull, and we got to labor for this thing. And so that being the case, let me set a table just for three things before we move into lab time, a focus for you. Your God is one God, three persons. And I want to set the table, and this is really just personal for me because I'm writing a book on this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to write three books on this, I think. Uh, I'm doing the, the second one first, but um, there are three things we want to focus on. The sovereignty of the Father, the supremacy of the Son, and the superiority of the Holy Spirit. These three things, to me, are centerpiece. There's other dimensions. I mean, tons of dimensions about these persons, okay? But the sovereignty of the Father, I love Isaiah 61.1. And the spirit of the sovereign Lord was upon me. Is what Isaiah prophesies, and Jesus is going to say this in Luke 4. The spirit of the what kind of Lord? Adonai Jehovah is what the Hebrew is there. The sovereign it's majestic taken to other, it's the singular majestic word in Hebrew, taken to double portion, and it's this word Adonai. And he's the sovereign Lord, the master of everything. Jesus is going to be talking about him all the time. He's saying, my, my papa's in, he's in charge of everything. <laughs> I'm only doing what my daddy's doing. In fact, you need to know about my father. Not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from his will. That's pretty detailed. He knows every number of hair on your head. <laughs> That's detailed. This is the, your, your father is, the, it's, it's Psalms 103.19. I quoted it in the prayer meeting. He's established his throne in the heavenly realms and he rules over everything. And there's a day where he'll rule uncontested. But even now, while malignant forces in the kingdom of darkness and the flesh of man resist his will, I'm telling you, he's still large and in charge. Somebody understand that? There's, a, there's near 8 billion free will people on the planet, and we're going to get to the book of Revelation. That's pretty sovereign. I mean, this isn't an option. <laughs> we're headed toward the book of Revelation. And so you got a sovereign God. And so I would challenge you to lean into, God, show me more about your sovereignty. Your good, loving, controlling, purposeful sovereignty over my life. Everything happened around me, nothing's shocking you. Nothing slips up on God. He sees it coming. He knows it's developing. He's working around. Now you say to me, so is he so sovereign he's making those people be mean to me? No. I've read my Bible. He is not the author of evil. Is he allowing that? Absolutely. I've read my Bible. Does everybody understand the devil doesn't touch 
Job without the permission of Yahweh. I don't want to have a big theological argument with you, but I'm just telling you, he's more in charge than you know. Where you lived, when you were born, that I'm Irish, freckly, burn and peel, I don't tan. That was on purpose. Born at this age, meet that redhead and come to Kansas. I'm an Illinois boy. That's on purpose. Nine babies out from our loins. Can I say loins in a sermon? Anyway, that's on purpose. They got destiny on them. Who they met, who they married, my 20 grandkids. Destiny, destiny, destiny. And it's all headed somewhere because Ephesians 1.11 says he works out everything in conformity with his purpose. Your papa is large and in charge, and your heart growing in revelation about that will build your confidence in your faith and your peace. Jesus, his son, is the supreme one. His supremacy, Colossians 1.18, he's the firstborn from among the dead so that he might have the supremacy, the preeminence, the first place. The Father God who's sovereign gives you nothing outside his Son. Listen to that phrase. There's nothing he gives you outside of Jesus. And we've said it so much before. John 14, 6. Help me. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. The latter part of that sentence means you cannot accept Islam or Buddha. Any religion that says Jesus is a great prophet. He's a great prophet. I mean, not the son of, you know, they're lying. They don't know the real Jesus. There's no way to come. I mean, it's the exclusivity of it's amazing. But Jesus doesn't show you a way or give you some truths or hand you life. Jesus says, I am way. I am truth. I am life. You want the truth of God? Get Jesus. You want the way of God? Get Jesus. You want life? Anyone who has the son has the life. Yeah, God's released a ton from heaven, and it's all coming in the package of Christ the anointed one. Joshua is his, Joshua the anointed one. That's the Hebrew part of it. It's Jesus Christ. He is whom every, there's nothing that he's given the earth except through the preeminent one. So you're laboring, show me who I am in Christ. Let Christ be supreme in my affections, supreme in my faith, supreme in everything that I do. So the supremacy of the Son, and last, and this is the one I wanted to preach the longest about, and I'm out of time, but the superiority of the Spirit. This is a primary mission for us. And I was just sitting with our brother Brian Allen, who's planting all kinds of groups, and da-da-da-da-da, it was awesome. But we were just testifying again how often we ministers and equippers are preaching a principle or a process instead of preaching a person. Listen, the Lord's not looking primarily for movements of house churches, movements of disciples. He's looking for a movement of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And there can be a difference. We're teaching technique and pump, trying to get everybody to do the right stuff. And I believe Jesus is trying to get everybody in the Holy Spirit. I was telling Brian, I was like, Brian, it's stunning to me. I look, I back up from the, I look at the book of Acts, and Paul will sometimes go somewhere, and a few people get saved. He'll go another place, it explodes the city, and they end up, you know, in Ephesus at the Colosseum. He makes no difference, like, which one's his favorite or which was the most successful. Three people got saved, and I got beat over there. Went over here, 10,000 people got saved. (laughs) I think what we do is go, write a book about that one. I think Paul's like, they were the same to me. I went in preaching Jesus in the power of the Spirit. The results are up to him. Somebody with me? 
Let God give us the grace to be free from cookie-cutter Christianity and to get deep in and have the grace to lead people to life in the Holy Spirit. Listen, the great gift of salvation is not heaven first, it's the Holy Spirit. God is the great reward of his own gospel. Not just the streets of gold. You get the streets of gold because you're with him. Everybody got the Holy Spirit, that you got number one. So superioria, I mean he's to be the highest in rank, in leadership. We want to see whole transformations of the church system that it's led and saturated by the Holy Spirit. And he is superior, he is the best quality. What's the superior metal? It's gold over bronze, right? Well, Jesus, the Holy Spirit is the great gift. How the Lord's operating on the planet now is the Holy Spirit. Get the Holy Spirit. Learn the leadership of the Holy Spirit and set yourself. So this is my S3. It's three S's. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Sovereign Father, the Supreme Son, and the Superior Lord. If you, I think you ought to all set your hearts toward learning these things. And I think it's going to, it's going to take care of about a thousand other things. Listen, a lot of us are working on certain things in our lives, and I think it's okay work on it. But a bunch of them would be solved if you grew in this. <laughs> it really would. We're all trying to fix ourselves, and we need to really know him, and then it will release power within our lives, okay? Amen. Brock, come on up here. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the word of God. Pray that you would take us deep in the knowledge of God. And Lord, set us free from our distractions. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.